Salads, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin South coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Yes, indeed. Spaghetti and meatballs are here. Fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this mess and joining me as always on Against All Odds. My wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta. Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlor kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's shaking, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, well, I just want to wish you all a happy Jacob DeGrom day. Yes, we get him back. Jake returns today. And boy, what a gift he was given by the Washington Nationals. We're, uh, yeah, uh, welcome back. We're getting rid of the only two guys on our team who could hit. Um, have at it. <laughs> so if you haven't heard, the trade deadline, I, I guess it's four hours from now, right? There's still a little time to finagle. But uh, the Padres already made a splash. They get Juan Soto. Josh Bell, go to San Diego. The Nats get a package from the Padres that include uh, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel, the third, the third, not the center, second. That would have that would have been a that would have been a trade killer right there. Robert Hassel, the third, C.J. Abrams, James Wood, and we think Eric Hosmer or a player to be named later. What do we think about this? I, I, I'm just I'm happy he didn't end up in the division. Um, I know Dodger fans are pissed off. By the way, there's still time. Like I said, four hours left, Parley Kid, um, for the Yankees or Dodgers to steal um Juan Soto away from the Padres. Is that possible? I mean, I guess anything's possible, right? I, I don't think that's happening, right? So uh <laughs> Okay. All right, you talked me out. Um, of it. <laughs> no, but but uh I'm glad. I think to me, what a spot for him to go. It's perfect uh for you know, for any if he's not coming to the Yankees. That's perfect. Keep yeah. them out of the American League. Go somewhere uh, National League West. Maybe make the Dodgers sweat it out a little bit. I'm glad yeah. he's not a Met. I, it seems like the Mets were never even in that Soto game. I'm a little surprised about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I obviously made the Nationals let it be known they wouldn't trade him uh, within the division, I suppose. So um, uh, a, gr- a great trade for the Padres. I, I think uh, I'm not sure, uh, at least early reports, I think, People seem to think that the, uh, the Padres are getting a, a little bit. Uh, they got one over the, on the yeah. Nationals a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? that, that's that's what I'm reading. But of course, it's uh, it's great there for uh, for Soto and Joe. I mean, I think they have like five guys who are going to make more than fifteen million dollars next year. I mean, uh, Joe, this National yeah. League East is a joke. Am I right? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joel. The one we're, no, he, he, I guess you lost him as a confidant there. No, I don't, I don't know what to... Uh, no, listen, I, I, I'm of the same mind. Like, I don't know if you guys are the same, but once my team... I'm not going to say my team is set, but when you're in first place in August, I kind of want to just roll the dice with what you got. You know, I feel like almost embarrassed to sign more players. I, I, I don't know. If this were war and we were getting a whole... Uh, case of rocket launchers as we invaded um, Kazakhstan. I'm like, yeah, we don't need this. We're going to be fine. I, I kind of feel the same way as a Met fan. The Yankee fans feel the same, Bri. I mean, you probably would have wanted Soto, no question, but there is that that part of you that's like, okay, enough. Let's spread it out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, as a Yankee fan, right, you hear shit all the time, right, about buying players o- over the course yeah. of our, I mean, maybe, you know, not recently, but over the course of our time. So, you know, we don't mm-hmm. we don't really like hearing that. If we have a chance to win with the current team and just make a few, you know, obviously they made some big moves, the Yankees, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, adding a guy like Soto would be a little bit too much. But, you know, I, it seems like the Padres keep doing it. I don't know what the Padres payroll is going to be. But I will say the Padres, they want, I mean, they won that trade. I mean, this is getting 
This is basically getting Ken Griffey Jr., right? When he's 20, you know, when he's 23 yeah. years old. Yeah. There's, no, there's no way they don't win this trade. I mean, it's... it. it uh, and Bell's yeah. not bad either. Like, yeah, this is, look at his crazy num- what goes on. Look at his numbers, Bell. Bell's numbers uh, are fantastic this year, and he was just like a throw-in. Uh, crazy. Uh, so I think this is bad, bad for the Dodgers, bad for the Giants. I think even worse for the Giants because, yeah. like, they have so much trouble with the Dodgers. And now that not, not that they were steamrolling the Padres either, but it's like, oh shit, that now they're for sure the third best team in that. Uh, division. Um, bad for me. I had under 89 and a half wins hit Kevin Hench and I had that for the Padres. So I don't know. I, I, maybe there should be first half over under wins so that you don't get screwed by something like this. I don't know uh, how I would do this differently. It was, it was close. Nice. going to be close anyway. Um, uh, good for Harry who has a ticket on the Padres, right? Harry to win the world series. Yeah. What do you yeah. got? What number? Uh, I believe I got 10 to one, 10 to one. No. Yeah. No. Really? Well, give it out, Joel. No, they're still, they're still, they're still ten to one. They're right? ten to one now. So that that was a pretty bad deal. Did you get, get it like an hour ago? When did you get it? <laughs> no, I, I I gave it out on the show. I didn't. Uh, I didn't did you get it to win the National it. League? Because the National League odds went from nine to one to plus four fifty. Yeah, maybe the World na- maybe National League to win. Yeah. All right, way to be on top yeah. of your bets. I mean, I, <laughs> I know I'm losing my under bet. I got too many. You should be excited. You should be excited hey, about the one winner you have. Just getting the and, uh, just getting the playoffs. That's it. They got the pitching to get it done too. They can get <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So Teddo, I don't know if there's a parlay kid, if there's value in that 10 to one now uh, for the Padres to win the world series. I yeah. mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Hey, their, their GM is from a uh, Walt Whitman high school. Is that right? Padres, okay. Uh, Load yeah, up Padres GM. So mm. good for Good for you. Doing a nice job there. He's wheeling and dealing. That's for sure. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing though, right? It's still likely, well, not likely, but the Dodgers win that division, still a one game playoff. So you can't get too excited about any team at 10 to one. If they're staring no. at a one game playoff, right? Um, this is um, actually still being held up at the time of recording because of Eric Hosmer. They may have to throw in a player to be named later, which got us thinking. It got the captain of the Riverboat Casino thinking. He says, who is the greatest player to be named later of all time? Now, this is only really a baseball thing, right, Parley Kid? I don't. I try to look for football and other sports and NBA, but this is uh, this is essentially a baseball term, player to be named later. Sure, it seems like it. I can't yeah. recall any other sport where you hear that, so... Yeah, yeah, so here, here's who the captain put in front of us, and he wants us to bet on this. I don't know how you bet on something like this, but David Ortiz, recent Hall of Famer, minus 350. He was a player to be named later. You could take him. Shoeless Joe Jackson, oh, one of the greats, plus 180. Moises Alou from the famous Alou family, 7-1 to odds. Crash Davis from Bull Durham, set 35-1 to odds. I don't know if we can count that. Or the field at 3-1 to odds. Uh, Harry, uh, start us off. Do you like any of those? Or are you going to go field? I do. I like those selections. And at 35 to one, I am going to take Crash Davis. Wow. Of the Durham Bulls. He, look, he changed the Bulls, all the players on the team, uh, on the field, off the field, told, told Nuke uh, Lelouch uh, many baseball well, life lessons, <laughs> uh, hit the most minor league homers in history. Do you remember the number? How many guys? Do you remember what the number was? No. Any guess? Darren? No. Uh, 325 career home runs, career home runs in the minor leagues. Remember he had the most uh, home runs. By, in minor yeah, leagues. 352. Well, it was 247, a little lower, but he also got the girl <laughs> at the end. He got Andy Savoy at the end of the movie too. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to give it to crash Davis being the best, uh, best one there is. 
Okay. All right. You don't think Shoeless Joe Jackson had a run with uh, Shirley Temple back in the day? I don't know. I'm not, I, don't even, I can't even get the, the years right. So, uh, yeah. So, David Ortiz was uh, the twins sent Dave Hollins to Seattle. Um, and then Seattle sent back Ortiz a couple weeks later. I'm just looking at some of these. The Pirates sent two minor leaguers to Montreal for Zane Smith. And then the third player ended up being Moises Alou. Which is weird because it was a, uh, you know, it was a, a, a you, you would think that he would be good and they could see that he'd be good because of the family name. Um, Shoeless Joe Jackson was traded for like $6,000 in uh, 1909. Connie Mack uh, did that. Um, so that's a three. And then Harry uh, talk, told us about Crash Davis. Uh, Parley Kid, who are you going with? Greatest player to be named later. Well, for me, and I, this is a personal pick of mm -hmm. mine. So, um, I, you know, so 1997. Uh, Yankees were looking to, uh, in the offseason, looking to unload, any way to unload the awful Kenny Rogers. What a nice career, but he was just one of those guys who could not handle New York. Uh -huh. uh, they sent him, uh, somehow found uh, a taker in Oakland, who uh, then afterwards sent a player to be named later back to the Yankees in Scott Brocious, who uh -huh. was coming off a year where he hit 203 for the A's. But, man, was Brocious a great fit for the Yankees? Uh, in 1998, had a fantastic season, hitting 300 for the Yankees, 19 home runs, played an excellent third base. And Tabrosius is credit. Played three more years after that, was able to get out at the age of 34 after having a four terrific years for the Yankees. Always liked Scott Brocious. I believe he's coaching out west somewhere, maybe some college ball. Uh, great player, solid player, solid player. I can't say great, but just a solid player, personal favorite of mine. All right. For those uh, – those late 80s, uh, early 2000 Yankees teams. Yeah. Late 80s, early 2000s. What did, what did he do? <laughs> he took that decade off? Uh, late 90s. Late <laughs> 90s. Late 90s. Uh, 1998. Right, Brocious. Yeah. I, listen, I, I, I watched, uh, by the way, am I the only one watching the Derek Jeter documentary? I get the feeling that I am. But Jim Brocious, right. instrumental in that 98 World Series, made the last out and all the same. Harry, you're not watching, I'm guessing. Clutch right. player. You guys watch? Clutch, yeah. clutch player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Face, you have not seen it with all the Yankee talk. You've seen uh, under one and a half episodes, I'm guessing. I mean, I've watched every episode. Come on. And and Scott Brocious <laughs> was uh, a key part. That's why when when uh, Aaron Boone came in, it was uh, well, later on. But the 01 World Series, that was like the last of the night of the Yankee dynasty. All right. Okay. I, I stand how corrected. Guys, you definitely watched. <laughs> how many guys get out when, uh, a year when they hit 287 like Brocious in 2001? That's oh, pretty God. impressive. Uh, Retired at the age of 34, just said, I'm done. I had enough. I can't get believe. enough winning. How much more winning can I do? I can't believe he hit 287. Um, 287. You get one Soto money now if he hit 287, for sure. <laughs> I know. Bry, all right, so your brother, uh, the parlor kid, went off the board. He went field, Scott Brocious. Harry took Crash Davis. Bry, who are you going with? Best player to be named? Well, player. I'm saying you can't take David Ortiz, right? Because that was a trade between the Mariners and the Twins, and we know, right? I mean, he was solid. He was solid on the Twins, but not, you know, nearly what he became. So I, right, I, I can't right. make him at minus 350. I couldn't take him. But I'm taking the field, and I didn't even realize this until I started looking into it, but I'm going with Trey Turner. So Trey, is that right? I didn't see him on any of yeah, the list. It's crazy. Yeah. Trey Turner was traded. He Nuts. was part of a three-way trade between the Padres, mm. Nationals, and the Rays. I think that was the mm. was that the Will Myers trade, maybe? But the Nationals basically gave up nothing in that trade. The crazy, you know what the crazy thing about that is the year before, or like six months before, he was a first-round pick for them. 
He was their first round pick. I think like wow. the 13th or 16th pick in the draft. And then the next year, or even in the off season, he's the player to be named later, which was, which was crazy. That's nuts. And I will say, which for Trey Turner, I never really thought of him, even when he's on those nationals team, I never, you know, I, I never appreciated like how great he is, but like when yeah. I, I guess because I've watched more, maybe more Dodgers games and right. he, he is one of the best players in baseball. Like I, yeah, I he feel for like sure is. he's on base all the time. And obviously he was an integral part of the nationals winning that world series. So I, that's mm-hmm. why I just think, that's why I think he's the biggest one because he helped. He was the reason they won uh, or, you know, one of the two or three reasons they won that world series. I mean, I love him. I have him at 11 to one. I won with him last year to have most hits in the league. He's right there neck and neck with Freddie Freeman again this year. Does he still have that hitting streak? He, I mean, he got a home run yesterday, right? So I think he still has that that crazy hit. So yeah, he know. might. He might. Yeah. Or maybe it's thirteen out of fourteen, so, somewhere, uh, somewhere in there. All right, that's a good choice. You know what? I'm going with Jesse Orosco. Yep, synonymous with my New York Mets. Probably, you know, one of the top three best relievers in Mets history. Finished third NL Cy Young in 1983, and most importantly, on the mound for the most important recorded out in baseball history. That's the last out of the 1986 World Series. They traded him for Jerry Kuzman. It was Kuzman for Greg Field, uh, who I barely remember. And then Jesse Orozco came a couple months later. So Jesse Orozco, there you go. That was my guy. Well, Kuzman. Sally, Kuzman was one of the most underrated pitchers. He really was, time. right? Even in the American League, he did well, right? Kuzman was really good. Yeah, Sal. So don't don't really forget, good. Sal, when you threw out your first pitch, right? At, right at the at Mets. Wait, was that that was at City Field or Shaq? City I can't Field. even remember. Yep. It was City Field already. Yeah, you mimicked Jesse Orozco, right? Winning. I uh, did. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that. I think you were one of six people in the entire stadium who knew what the hell I was doing. I threw yeah. the ball. Uh, I threw my glove uh, way up in the air after like uh, barely getting the ball over the plate. And then I jumped in. Uh, who was it? Anthony Recker. Big solid catch. I don't know. I think he's he's a Mets. He's like a Mets. Um, what is like the post game guy now for the Mets, right? I think Anthony so. Rucker? I think he's I on think his so. Own. Yeah. So there you I go. I think it was fifty one miles an hour. We don't know for sure. <laughs> I, I I remember at the time I got an app to try and calculate when yeah. he released it and he caught it. I think I got like fifty one miles. An hour. That was nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> Sal was solid, better than uh, Steph uh, Curry throwing on the first pitch today. So little fact to Kuzman, won yeah. three games with the Mets in his last season in seventy eight. Then won twenty with Minnesota. The with next Minnesota, year. wow. Yep, went from three wins to twenty wins. Two, Good 222 wins on his career. Twenty five hundred plus strikeouts. I'm trying career. to think because that was, so that's seventy eight, seventy nine. That's five years after the their the World Series loss to the A's. About ten years, eight, nine, or ten years after the sixty nine team. Yeah, they probably had him for washed up. He was well into his thirties at that point too. A 20, 20 game winner. Wow. Pretty good. All right. Thanks, Captain. That was fun. Uh, best player to be named later of all time. Uh, like I said, DeGrom returns today, Jacob DeGrom. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I It's funny. They gave him this lineup now. The Nationals really have nobody. He was minus 330 this morning before the Soto trade. Now that Soto and Bell are out of the lineup, it's jumped only up to minus 340. I don't know what to do with him. I, I think... Um, I think you leave them in as long as you can. I can't get too excited, but really minus three forty, Harry. This is this is a monster number for a guy who hasn't uh, pitched in the major leagues this year, right? It is big, but also you know if well, it depends on what the Mets really probably do in this game offensively. If they put up six, 
you know, early mm-hmm. and they've got a six, one lead after the fifth. You can pretty much bank on that. He's going five innings and that's it. Right. Should we give Harry some shit for yesterday's pick Paula kid? I know you did it over yeah. text. He Look. gave, Oh, he gave 15 reasons why the Mets were going to slaughter the nationals and Scherzer was going to come out on top and then took well, the run and a half one against well, everybody yeah, else. And that's the thing. Like I I'm fine with Harry's pick. It's just then just saying like, Hey, I took a shot. But you took a shot, but you, you basically gave all the re- reasons right. why you should take the Mets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take. So that's a shit pick. Like, that's a right. bad, bad pick. Well, again, well, and, like and I you, said, if you the- hit it, it's a it's a great pick. But if you if you don't, it's a terrible pick. And guess what? The three of us all won big on that pick. There you go. Well, take that, that makes that makes the fourth time Scherzer this year has given up three earned runs or more. And two of them are against the Nationals. Yeah, but he was pitching against Corbin, mean? who gives up yeah. seven runs a game. Yeah, yeah, all the reasons you okay. gave, Corbin was the worst. Corbin <laughs> did last five innings. Sometimes I go the other way. You know the that, Mets Sal. got 13 hits. I know, but it's like, hey, I bought a house. Guys. You know, I know it's in the middle of a flood zone. There's a tsunami coming. Oh, well, it sunk? Well, I took a chance. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Guys, he took, <laughs> he took one three-run homer with two outs. The Lindor got they the home run, or otherwise I cover that game. <laughs> That's 13 hits. Guys, right, he ahead. took out the leaf. And it didn't work. <laughs> Put the leaf away, <laughs> Harry. Let me retire the leaf. Meanwhile, Judge does it again. Every time, every time he hits a home run, we get a text from the parlay kid celebrating. <laughs> baby face. Who knows what's going on? A side text with you guys. But this is, this is a little crazy now. No one predicted that he'd get 10. What, at 12 games since the All-Star break? He's got 10 home runs? He's homered in 10 of them? Or he has 10 home runs? It's outrageous already. Crazy. And now he's well, well into the high 400s to win a... MVP. So once again, good job by you guys. Um, it looks like, well, I don't know. I mean, again, three, three hours left, but maybe Otani stays put. Haven't heard well, any, you know, Sal, any buzz on him. Yeah, probably. And I was thinking about this Otani too. And th- this is why you can't, I, I got to say, you can't even take Otani because mm. at what point does he stop pitching? Like at what right. point do they, he, he might be done pitching in like two weeks from now. Like mm-hmm. if the angels were smart, he wouldn't pitch. The rest of the year at this point, unless they're trying to sell tickets. When you really think about it, I was thinking about that last night. I'm like, why is this guy even still pitching for this team right now? Well, just DH him the rest of the year. Like whatever. If you if if he's in your plans for the long term, and like that's who you're building around, I wouldn't even pitch the guy anymore. You're not wrong, but I'm trying to figure out what they did last year. They kept him around. They didn't have a chance. He stuck. I mean, maybe tickets. Well, sure. Well, that's part of it. The other thing is, I'll say this: this is the one thing I have going for me. Um, did Vlad win the triple crown? No, he was close. close. He didn't win the triple crown. He was close to winning the triple crown. Got zero votes last year. So you're up against. I get it. It was his first year, Otani. He was a curiosity. Maybe they, you know, maybe uh, there's a little Otani fatigue. But there is that still that he's got he's got some backing here. What were we gonna say, Brock? No, I was just gonna say I really wish he was traded. Right? How fun would it be to see yeah. him in a playoff? Like, I, it really sucks. And I will say, like, they should trade him because you got to. I mean, how much money do you have to give him? And when like Michael was at the game the other day, I, I, Michael's yeah, taking Mike pictures. I, I felt like there was nobody at the game. If you're not gonna sell out with Otani, right. if you're not gonna sell out with Otani. Please trade him. I'd love to see him on another team. I it don't just know be, what matters anymore. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they're selling a lot of jerseys. Yeah, and shit I know like it's, that, it's but, true. But, the network yeah. stuff and like uh, I mean that that all makes sense. But yeah, but God. no, you're right. He should go. They're not going to win with this team. That's for sure. Someone's got to see that after uh, so many years. So 
Uh, there's that. But anyway, so that's it. So Judge Homer's again, I'm trying to think, oh, Christian Vasquez, this was interesting to me, was traded from the Red Sox to the Astros. And everyone finds out information so fast now. Like, like, Brian, I'll, I'll find out when you're fired before it happens. Like, I, I just, I'll write it on Twitter. That could Maybe be I'll soon. let you know. That could Maybe be I soon. won't. Yeah, well, I'm not going to let you know. That'll be our secret. Deservedly so. I'll text the parlay kid. I'll text Harry, and then that'll be that. But no, it's like it happens more and more. There was a guy traded last week that the manager went to his uh, – Eddie Spaghetti texted us that – who the hell was it ben that attende. was traded? Benatende. Oh, it was Benatendi. Yeah, sure. Benatendi was traded. Spaghetti at 1035 Eastern time trades us that uh, Texas that Benatendi's gone. The manager, the Royals manager goes to talk to Benatendi at 11 o'clock in his room to tell him he was traded. Now, maybe he had heard by them, but that's it's so you can't stay on top of the breaking news. Uh, case in point, last night in Houston, Christian Vasquez traded from the Red Sox to the Astros. He basically has to walk from one dugout to another, and he's stunned because he's learning from the reporters, and he like could barely get out the line. What was it? He's like, uh, it's been, you know, this game, it's 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 part of the game. This is all business, you know. And then finally, some guy, some uh, Red Sox like uh, PR guy is like, hey, stop! You don't have to be interviewed anymore. We'll walk away from this. We're going to give you your new uniform and then you're going to go on your separate way. But this is weird, uh, Harry. And uh, what made me think of this is I'd love to know what you would do, what you would say. Let's say you're the PR guy. You have to sit uh, Christian Vasquez down. You know, you're, you're, you're a player relations guy. And what do you say? How do you break it to or if you're a manager or a coach? How do you break it to a player and say he's been traded? Could you imagine that? I mean, I stutter enough on the show and in daily life. How am, yeah. I gonna, how am I going to break the news to a player that it could be a life-changing moment? For well, that? that's why I'm hoping I'm a- this is a uh, successful segment. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> probably wouldn't go well, but I would think that I would have to be like, look, this is this, this is this is what we deal with. We're part. This is part of the sport, and uh, you've been traded. Just something wow. like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know what now, else to say. Babyface no. Joel Solomon, when you thought of this idea in your wildest dreams, did you ever think like Harry would nail it like he did just there? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm even more confused than I was now. I have, right. Has he been traded? Or, or I think he was asking him if he would want to. I'm not sure. That's something I would do. I would actually do it. I would say it like that, I think, more than tell him. <laughs> Look, this is part of the game, and you've been traded. Adios. <laughs> That's it. Sayonara. Wow. You didn't right. tell you didn't tell the guy who he's traded to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know. <laughs> nah, you, you'll find out. Go on Twitter find and find out. out. Find yeah. out from Eddie Spaghetti. Oh, geez, that's crazy. I was thinking though, would, this is probably if I were a major league baseball player, um, and I had you know I, I had security, I would I would this would be the biggest prank day, right of the year. This would be April Fools for baseball. Like uh, keep telling people they're traded, hire someone to look like a reporter, Parley kid, right? Parley reporter walks up to judge and tells him he's been traded to the twins. I mean, that probably (laughs) wouldn't work, but um, you know, just get Harry out there to tell, uh, to tell, you know, Starling Marte he's been traded or, or DeGrom before he takes the mound for the Mets. Ah, uh, be great. So, so many different ways you think to pull that, it off. You think that's happened? I mean, that should happen, right? Like a couple, I think a couple did. of the main guys in the dugout, like, and they all play it off. Or that, I mean, that would really go over I, well. I have to find this story. I think it happened with Seaver, and then it really actually did happen with Seaver. Like he was traded. Like I, I I'm going to find this story. It was a crazy Mets locker room thing where where somebody got mad. I think Seaver was involved though. 
in the whole thing. But I'm going to dig that up. But anyway, uh, everyone's slacking there. This would be a fun prank day thing. Although karma wise, it's probably not good to uh, to do it that way. But as Harry says, this is a business. Uh, Harry, give us a pick. You and Brian are going to give us uh, a Tuesday Major League Baseball winner. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah, I owe uh, I owe everyone uh, a, a a parlay here. I owe everyone some a winning you parlay. Considering everybody? my oh, yeah. I do considering my uh, plus one and a half Washington pick yesterday, which All went right. down the tube. So, so you're going to give them a three team baseball three parlay team at the money of line baseball parlay okay. pays plus one eighty six. And we're going to start it off, Sal. I'm taking the Mets. Last mm-hmm. night they were two ninety five on my video pick. I have it two ninety five today, but they're up to three forty. But I'm still taking the Mets and Degrom first start of the season. His last time pitching against Washington complete game shutout with 15 K's parlaying mm-hmm. that with the Brewers at minus 260 um, with a uh, Corbin Burns. Burns on the mound. Uh, he's two and zero versus Pittsburgh this year, double digit K's and three of his last four starts. And he's third in the majors in strikeouts. So give me Burns over the pirates. And I'm going to take those white Sox. I'm going to take those scumbag white Sox at minus 168. Uh, mm. Kansas City has Brad Keller on the mound. His last 23 innings pitch, he's given up 12 earned runs. Giolito's on the hill for the White Sox. Come on, Giolito, get it done here. Five and seven starts versus the AL Central this year. He's allowed two runs or less. So if you take the White Sox, Brewers, and Mets, three-team mm. parlay, pays plus 186. Okay, wow, sorry to interrupt, and uh, I'd, I'd hate for you to find out this way. Brother Bry, you've been traded to outkick. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the... Oh, I don't God. Know. The details are a little fuzzy. I think I, I think there's I have a no yeah. I have a no trade clause. They were one of them. Well, uh, really? Yeah, well, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, they're sending a nice package here. I think it's going to be it's a pitchfork used in a Klan rally in 1937 in uh, Mobile, Alabama. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Nothing's official yet. Uh, all right. Harry's got his parlay. What do we got, Brian? You got a pick before you leave us for outkick? Yeah, I'm going to go. I took this not too long ago. I feel like maybe 10 days ago. Um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers minus one and a half again and plus 112. Um, all right. But, the you know, Dodgers have beaten the Giants five straight in the last two weeks, all by two or more runs. They have Anderson on the mound, who's been fantastic, right? 11 and one. He has a one, you know, in July in five starts, he had a 1.1 ERA. He doesn't strike mm. out a ton of guys, but I will say, whenever you watch him pitch, like guys just do not make solid contact against him. A lot of weak grounders. And then the Dodgers have won 12 of Anderson's last 13 starts, and 11 of those were by two or more runs. Um, I like, I, you know, I it's only like minus 145, too, on the money line. So I'll probably take the money line. I'll take the run line here, plus 112. Mm. And um, although it could be bad news for the Dodgers, they, uh, they traded... Uh, for Joey Gallo on the Yankees. So congratulations. Oh, is that official? Congratulations <laughs> to the Yankees for getting rid of Joey Gallo. Mikey <laughs> Meatballs broke that story. Yep. Mikey broke nice. it. Uh, nice. I, you know, I didn't realize, but I don't know. I was reading stuff like Gallo was very emotional last night. Was that this morning about his leaving the Yankees? Is the anticipation of it. I have to say, maybe you guys will feel differently about him. Well, I'm sure, you know, if I think he liked being a Yankee. Yeah. I think he did like yeah. it. Think, yeah. Uh, well, well, there are other ways to show it. He wants to stick around. Maybe I don't think get get the ball out of the infield every now and then. Yeah, he's get he's gonna have a big home run for the Dodgers, though. We know it at some point in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the other one was uh, Mancini. That was a sad one. Leaving the uh, Orioles, who were credited for saving his life. He was there like over a decade, right? Definitely the longest tenure. For what? That sucks too, guys. Because like. I was hoping Baltimore wouldn't do that. They're only two and a half back of the wild card. They've been in contention forever. 
and they go well, they go ahead and do that, and they got rid no, of Lopez they got too. Which kind of, in retail. They weren't. They're not. I understand, tanking, but yeah. he was like, you really, you're right. I mean, with all the uh, with the cancer do, stuff and everything, it was a big they thing. Get, they also given him a chance to pray, play for a perennial win. Yeah, right. As well, yeah, so, he went I mean, to Houston. Yeah, but only two and a half back. If you're an Orioles fan, that kind of hurts. I think. Yeah. Harry, how yeah. would you break the news to Mancini that he has cancer? <laughs> Forget it. Forget uh, it. It's right. All right. All right. Listen, it's time right now for our underdog pick of the week. Parlay kid. I'll go first. You go second. Jacob DeGrom over 76 and a half pitches. Now, I'll be honest with you. This morning I was going to go under. I'm like, they're going to give him four innings. He's going to have shoulder stiffness, uh, sore arm, something stupid in there. Just going to get some reps in there. And that'll be that against the nationals. But now he's facing this little league lineup. They get rid of bell. They get rid of Soto. They put it on a platter parlay kid for DeGrom. Who's now going to go six innings, 80 pitches, solid quality start. And remember, if you're Jacob DeGrom, for whatever reason, the Mets don't ever hit for you, right? So you got to get a win when you can with this team, right? So whether it's minus 330 or minus 340, you got to stay in there. I think he does for some extra outs in there. 76 and a half. I'm going over 76 and a half pitches. But truth be told, if he throws a 65 pitch no hitter, I'll be happy too. Parlay kid, what do you like for your underdog rivalry? So, look, we just talked about the Orioles and uh, Trey Mancini. They have a player left there that's pretty good, even though when I mentioned before, Anthony Santander, Harry mm-hmm. said, who? He doesn't even know who <laughs> the guy is, but the guy's having a very fine season. Hopefully he's still an Oriole by the time uh, the games go off tonight because there's been some rumors that he might be in the trade loop as well. But now that Mancini's gone, I think he stays. He's their number three hitter in their lineup right now. He's been super hot. I'm taking him to have more total bases tonight than Adolis, Adolis Garcia of the Texas Rangers. Santander is 10 for his last 20, which includes a two, couple home runs. Adolis Garcia is two for his last 20. Advantage, Santander here. He stays hot tonight against the Texas Rangers. All right. I agree with you. I agree with me. So what is anyone waiting for? Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store and sign up for Underdog. With the promo code Cousin Sal today, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code Cousin Sal. If you sign up now with Cousin Sal, you'll double your first deposit. Yes, Underdog will do that. Up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. Deposit $100, get $100 free. And don't forget to play best ball. Best ball mania, there's a seven-figure prize. Last year, drafted in June, the lineup was that got the million dollars. So there's no time like the present to join underdog, take your shot at a million dollar draft. Best ball mania. Just enter the contest on the website, draft the team, and that's it. Set it and forget it. No waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Underdog gives you your best score each week of the season and the highest scoring drafts at the end of the season. That's underdogfantasy.com or hit them up in the app store. All right. Hey, let's take a quick break. And then we have some NFL news to give you. All right, we're back. Uh, NFL, we want to talk. This is a day after Judge Sue Robinson came down with the six-game suspension she gave Deshaun Watson. Uh, I have to say very, very mixed messages here, right? Because now they're saying, like, he is not – he can only have – um, in team, uh, in team massage. What what they say? Like, a, it has to be within the team. He can't go outside to have outside massages. But then again, 
He didn't do anything wrong. So why can't he? I mean, I feel like we all have the freedom to go and get seek out a massage outside of the, you know, the training room. But uh, so did he do anything wrong? Did he not do anything wrong? It's very weird. It's very weird. The uh, statement that D and Jimmy Haslam, the owners of the Browns made uh, basically uh, this is uh, we know uh, I'm going to get to the good part. We know Deshaun is remorseful that this situation has caused much heartache to many. That's the one thing he is not is remorseful. Parley kid. I haven't seen him be remorseful once. I mean, he's, he's, he's bummed that he's in the news for negative reasons, but um, I, I don't see remorse as any part of this. Do you agree? I agree with that. Sal. And uh, you know, I'm laughing at the fact that, he has to stay in house for these. He yeah. should never get another massage <laughs> yeah. for the rest of his life. Like, it, uh, go, go buy one of those Hypervolt guns, uh, and uh, you know, do it I don't yourself. even think he that's does... fair to the Hypervolt bolt gun. I mean, that, if that, that could become a plaintiff too. I mean, it's unbelievable. Sick. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. Six really games is. was the best happy ending he could wish for, right? Oh, oh, no. oh my God. No. I mean, really. You know what? Maybe you could work that joke in when you're cutting players left and right. I mean, take take the edge off. Uh, yeah, honestly. I, it's going to be funny, though, when he does say that, yeah, like, the team masseuse, the team masseuse is going to be like, uh, Deshaun, all right, uh, I mean, I'm ready if you want a, a massage. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't in it for that. I don't, I don't need massages. I don't even I like think massages. Joel, Joel yeah. must have written that for Harry. So. <laughs> nah. Yeah, Harry. Harry, come on. <laughs> don't work blue here. But anyway, so that's that. Also, the Dolphins tried to sneak this in, or the league did. The Dolphins were fined $1.5 million. Um, the owner, Ross, there. They lose a first-round pick in 23 and a third in 24. Does that sound right, Brian? I think that's what it was. Yeah. And it's for tampering with Tom Brady at the beginning of this season. And improper conduct uh, contact with Sean Payton uh, last season, and basically the tanking part um, was dismissed. They said we found no evidence uh, to back up Coach Flores's um, uh, what, what he says uh, assertion that they tanked uh, to get you know to get a better draft pick and that he was offered money. So that's out. But they figured this is weird too. Like yeah. They're, they're finding them. If I feel like they're finding them for the tanking without saying that they tank. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like the exact, yeah. it's gotta be the exact opposite. Right. I mean, were they going to lose that much, but it's, it is, it is no. amazing. Right. Though the NFL, they, they set the severe fine for mm -hmm. tampering that. I don't know how bad that other tampering was, but then the whole Watson thing, right? You don't, there's no fine, right? For Watson, right. like, well, 1.5 million versus right. 340,000 so for the Watson. Only, the, He's going to lose. Right. The only thing you can infer is they basically did not want to admit to any type of tanking, right? Yes. They don't want an NFL team admitting to any type of t tanking. They were trying to get away from the Flores thing. And this was the biggest punishment. I guess they could give them that. So they're giving yeah. it to them for this other shit that they probably shouldn't have gotten. And then they're basically just, they're just wiping their hands on the other floor yeah. situation for sure. And by the way, uh, another scandal that Tom Brady's involved in, right. I don't think he should, I don't think he's squeaky clean here. So add it up, you know, tack it on uh, when you decide well, if he's going to be a hall of famer or not consider no. this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it takes two to tango, right? Sure, like that, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, obviously Brady himself wouldn't have been involved in it. I'm sure his agents or somebody, but that's kind of a strange thing. I can't believe that they would get that type of fine and lose a draft pick for that. I don't, I don't. Yeah, two draft picks. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. 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 
That's a mess. Okay, and uh, more bad news for us, specifically Parlay Kid. Cowboys, you reported this yesterday. We might have been talking after the pod, but James Washington, wide receiver, we signed in the offseason, out six to ten weeks, son of a bitch. Now, mm. we do have the USFL MVP, a wide receiver we added, and as I pointed out yesterday, a guy who made a one-handed catch uh, the other day in Oxnard. So, all is not lost, Parlay Kid. We're doing good. <laughs> I was excited. I thought I thought I thought James Washington was going to be a really good fit for the Cowboys. Shit. Um, and now basically there's uh, they have one receiver, C.D. Lamb, who uh, on their roster. I guess Noah Brown has a few catches, but if that becomes your number two, the Cowboys are in trouble. But look, they the Cowboys were kind of aware of this. I mean, they haven't done much in this offseason to bring in players. Right. Uh, Will Fuller is still out there. Yeah, uh, I know he he's often injured, but you no, know, he can stretch the field. He's he's when he's healthy, he's a very good wide receiver. Uh, Cole Beasley is also available. I, that's kind of two different types of receivers, but boy, oh boy, they got they have to bring in uh, a, a guy or two here with some type of NFL background. Yeah, is T.Y. Hilton still out there? He is, but I, I I hear I I, I read yesterday. That the Colts, um, it's just a matter of time before they make a deal with them. Right. Just, it's right. just not happening Emmanuel right now. Emmanuel Sanders, but you said, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm trying uh, to look. You know, but isn't Fuller, right? Wouldn't you say Fuller and Phil Fuller and Beasley are the best two options? For you? Beasley knows a lot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what the Cowboys do. Uh, and Fuller to me is just, you know, he is an explosive down, downfield threat when healthy. Emmanuel Sanders is 35, 36 years old, right? So. Still, but Paul, still would kid, be better you know than the guys be. they had. We're, get, we're getting Odell, right? We're getting Odell Beckham. Mm. Uh, he's behind Gallup's schedule, right, though, in terms yeah. of the injury? Yeah. So I don't think that's happening. Well, I, I think we can get him like week like week five. I think we could be. I don't think there's this oh, training that, camp I mean, signing, but be something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we're going to go all over all these division breakdowns in the next Coming week out, oh, the Steelers made Chris Boswell the highest paid kicker. Uh, Babyface, what is it? Four years, $20 million, $12 million guaranteed. So, I think that's uh, what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Justin Tucker money. But uh, yeah, who would have thought uh, sitting here six years ago out of the, the big B's, uh, Bell, Brown, Big Ben, and Boswell, he'd be the last one left. He's right? the one that survives. Yeah. Uh, Parley Kid, I know you don't like that. You don't want any kickers in fantasy. Um, you can't, I don't know, the high. Se- I, I'm trying to think, like, couldn't the owners collude to keep, like, all right, so the Haslam idiots are going to give Deshaun Watson whatever they can. And then, like, you know, every owner is pissed off. I don't see that how that's avoidable, but couldn't they collude on the kickers? Be like, okay, this is how much a kicker makes. I don't care if he can make for one from 72 yards or 27 yards. This is how much we're giving kickers. I mean, is Evan McPherson going to make $50 million, Brian, like one year? I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to happen with this. Well, I think, yeah, I I mean, I think 5 million seems like a lot. It's not that much because I think even the Raiders didn't the Raiders give Carlson like 4 million. Was it 4 million last year or something like that? So I actually, it's funny because when I watch the Steelers games, I mean, I feel like Boswell misses more than he does, but he's he is fourth all time in field goal percentage. As, is as he a, really as a kicker? He, and he made he made eight of nine last year from fifty plus. So right. I, hmm. I he I always thought of him, especially early on in his career, as a little bit better. But his numbers have actually gotten better over the last few years. So I guess 
I guess five million is it's right. If, at the end. if you're gonna pay a kicker, guys, why not Boswell? Five of the seven seven years, he's kicked ninety percent or better. And Brian, mm-hmm. you mentioned eight for nine from fifty last year, seventeen to twenty one in his career over fifty. And shit happens sometimes on kicks, bad snaps, bad kick, whatever, wind, whatever. And he's playing in one of the toughest stadiums to kick a football too. Um, from twenty nine yards or shorter in his career, fifty one of fifty one. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I take him it on should the Cowboys. Be. Never, never one screw up. It should be. Uh, but the Steelers might not uh, score very much this year. So, well, you know, it, yeah, right. So, but but here's the thing. Like, I was half joking when I said the parlay kid doesn't have. He wants to get rid of kickers in our fantasy league. And but but the truth is, the game is moving more towards. You know, you got these riverboat gambler style coaches are going for it on fourth down. You got you know going for it near the goal line two point conversions instead of extra points, but kickers are still going to be paid at a, a, you know, an aggressive percentage increase similar to quarterbacks. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's for the owners to worry about, but it just seems like the game is changing kickers. are needed a little bit less. Uh, so let's, let's do that accordingly. Hey, that was a big contract, but not as much as live reportedly offered tiger to join the tour between 700 and 800 million dollars that's insanity uh hats off to tiger it's very loyal it would have been very easy money right i mean what would he what would he have to do he'd have to walk around and not smile for 10 tournaments a year and shoot 15 over par in each of them it's basically what he's doing right now right so to walk uh, i don't know how many billions he has parley i don't think he has a lot of 800 million dollars uh walking around uh, in, you know in his pockets there so what is that? A third of his worth? He's turning down, Harry. Yeah, but I, but like you know, he is still a billionaire, and he has openly ripped the live tour and Greg Norman. He threw some z- zingers at um, mm-hmm. the past couple months um, about how this is bad for golf overall now and moving forward. So good for Tiger for not uh, not caving here. I'm actually surprised Greg Norman made that uh, public because now it's going to be hard to sign other golfers who think they're better and almost definitely are better than tiger. Right. If like, Hey, you know, right. Uh, what are you going to give? What are you going to give? Uh, I don't even know who's left, Bri. Who's left? Justin Thomas. No, he's, is he still Rom- there? Rory, Rory, Rory. Yeah. If like Rory, Rory would be like, screw you. I saw what you offered tiger. I want 600 million, you know, yeah. but maybe they don't care. Maybe that money's all there for them. Uh, but it did seem like it, it would have been easy for Tiger to pull this off. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, you got to respect, you got to respect Tiger. I mean, that, that's yeah. a lot of money for basically doing nothing. Right. I mean, that's almost like just being in commercials, I guess, to Tiger, right? Like you just gotta, you gotta show up. You yeah. don't, you don't even have to play well. You just have to be the, the face of this new tour. I mean, Tiger might as well start his own tour and then. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. yeah, start with a video game. Uh, you don't have to worry about day to day money like Brian doesn't. Like you know, you, you probably you don't have to go to tours like that. Well, Brian, uh, well, Brian's yeah, Brian has unlimited money, now. so we're like you know, I'm saying like Tiger has unlimited now money, so does Brian. Kicks. Yeah, for sure, that's the way to do it. All right, lots of money being doesn't thrown around, lots of fines, lots of everything going on uh, right there. And the, I mean, you would think just like this uh, random Tuesday. In August, we uh, packed a lot into this podcast. Uh, I do want to say extrapoints.com slash arcade. Join our August prop culture. Brian, go get that gold cap. Ugh, That's what it. the winner gets. Ten it. questions, prop culture, uh, pop culture related. Uh, like, Brian, uh, will Walter White and or Jesse Pinkman appear in the series finale of Better Call Saul? Yes. Yes. All right. Paula Kip, what do you think? 
Well, one of those. Yeah, two. definitely. Really, I Harry, think so. Harry, I won't ask you because it. I already already, no, I've seen it, and I've also. Uh, you saw I've what? Said, I've already, I've already <laughs> done my, I've already done my picks, and I said no. No, well, I've already, already saw the finale. I've already wow. seen the. I've okay. already seen the pl- selections that you. Okay. Choose. What do, What are you basing your no. no on? You have not seen this. Um, I, I know you have. That everyone's going to take yes, so I'm taking no. <laughs> okay, this is uh, Nationals plus one and a half all over. <laughs> um, I did get the Parley Kid is battling a. a, a a horrific case of poison ivy. And someone did write in uh, cousin Sal okay. against all odds at gmail.com. Chris Rosa wrote in, Hey, huge fan. Love you guys. I had poison ivy like 10 years ago. Wouldn't go away. So I read that bleach would dry it out. It's not going to be pleasant if you have it everywhere, but yeah, I had a little on my arms and it sure did work. It'll sting for a minute, but it works. Take care guys. Chris in Ohio. So there you go. You gotta. I think you have to drink. <laughs> I did that no, before. Saying, yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on some uh, uh, prednisone. You got steroids. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's gonna help me. And I, you know, it's funny. I did think of uh, um, the bleach mm-hmm. uh, option at one point. Uh, I spent a lot of this podcast still scratching myself. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's. Why it's, don't you put just a little bleach on one patch and see what happens? You know, because I I tell you why. I had a wrestler once. Who had ringworm? Yeah. Um, without our consent, he bleached the ringworm, and he he had a huge mm-hmm. open like sore. It went from the ringworm, which you could probably not even see, where he couldn't even wrestle because Jesus. he had this huge open wound on his uh, where his ringworm was. It was not just like an open sore from the bleach. All oh, so, you wrestlers are sick. I've, I I did the I did the uh, bleach. On a cot, right? Bleach on a cotton ball with some water on the ringworm before in wrestling. Did you really? Yeah. And it opens it up? It no, just opens not for it me. Right not up? for me. I guess this guy just had a bad reaction. Wow. No, I, I know what this guy's saying. You probably could. I mean, that's, I just, I, I, I'd i be bleaching what, my whole body. What did Scott, what, what advice did Scott <laughs> yeah, Harry, give you? Yeah, Harry's brother ha, called Scott you. said prednisone. He was like, I, 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 which I had ready, I'd just come back from an appointment yeah. at urgent care. Scott right. said Scott even knew. I couldn't believe Scott even knew what it was. But did you have him? Did you, know, you ask him to spell it? His boss. He said it exactly correctly. His boss's son is like a. Um, he's not a doctor, but I guess he can. I don't know <laughs> what he said he was. I don't know if he's a pharmacist, but yeah. He's like, I was able to get my anytime. I, I get it all the time. No that's, way. I was just going to say they don't have that farmer? in Oswego. He yeah. had to drive to Rochester to get that. They he's don't, a they farmer cyst. Yeah, he's like a farmer who operates oh, that's a doctor. Great. Uh, that's and, 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 and a swigo. By it. the way, only reason Scott's only reason Scott's heavy is prednisone. That's only. right, Pre- pregnant zone. Yeah, we have to we have to write that movie where uh, where he's half onion picker and half uh, doctor pharmacist. <laughs> Scott starring Scott Gagnon. I love it. Babyface, get on that. The pharmacist. Imagine him behind the counter. That's a great hidden camera <laughs> describing uh, <laughs> steroids for poison ivy. Good Lord. Fingers all are right. filthy with dirt all over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will be back. supposed to be sterile. <laughs> Thursday or uh, Friday, somewhere in there. Hey, we got football. I think uh, already it's been announced that uh, Lawrence and Travis, uh, Travis Etienne are playing yep. that race. So that's great news Under. for the Raiders, Bry. Yeah, but I Bri, guess you're 75 to one is still alive then, Brian. No injuries. <laughs> What is that? For what? Lawrence for MVP. Oh, there you go. Right. See, there you go. If he never plays, he has a good shot at MVP. Uh, 
All right. Um, so Harry's going to go rub his cannabis lotions on his poison ivy, and we're, uh, we will be back Thursday afternoon. We'll talk all things baseball, football. Uh, I guess uh, the trade trades will all be in line right then. And uh, like I said, I'm very excited. Football coming right up. It's right up on us, guys. Let them find everybody. Let this all nonsense get sorted out. And then we got games to play. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. For Spaghetti and Meatballs, for Babyface, Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.